First one or maybe it go inside out again a bit harder, so I want to try and slide one in there. Fast. You would think he has to make him hit it on the leg side. All his field is out there. Six to win. Four for a super over. More. Yes, g'day guys. We've come to the end of round six and uh, it seems to be a bit of a battle of Matt Short versus Aaron Hardy captaincy tonight to finish things off. Uh, but round seven is probably even more important as we look towards the run home. Big Horse, what's on tonight? As always, we're going to look back at the winners and losers from round six, talk trade targets and captains for round seven. seven. But the big part, we have a special guest in studio tonight. We'll introduce him right after this. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Ultimate Super Coach and Fantasy Sports Show. You are now listening to the Insight Fantasy Sports Podcast. G'day, guys, and welcome back to the Insight BBL Show. And of course, uh, I'm Nathan Brain, your host, and I'm with the big horse. But before I introduce him and ask him how he's been, we've got a special guest in the studio, Andrew Langley, back to back BBL Supercoach winner the last two years, mate. Thanks for joining us on the pod. Well, thanks for having me on. It's good to be here. Yeah, it's. It's going to be a good one, I think. We've got a lot to talk about over the next uh, over the next round. You know, we've got teams coming into the double. Um, probably uh, a few things you wouldn't want to talk about tonight, though. And I know that you're in the running. You're up there in the, I think, is it top 100 at the moment? Yeah, I'm 72nd, I think, leading awesome. into this round. But um, I might drop back a little bit, but hopefully not too far. Yeah, fingers crossed. I know, you're not going to want to give away all of your secrets for the run home, so we'll try and we'll try and limit it so that we don't ask you too much. But uh, Big Horse, how are you, mate? You're doing well. How's your round been? Yeah, it's not too bad. I, um, like yourself, chose Hardy as captain over Short, which has proven to be an absolute stinker, given that Short's already taken a wicket tonight. Uh, let's see how he goes, though. Hopefully he makes a shit ton of runs and makes some of those points back. Yeah, he's in at the moment. Um, I'm a Zach Crawley sad owner at the moment after you know watching what happened in the last minute or so but um that's all right we've still got time to salvage it um guys before we jump into the content and, and get stuck in if you haven't yet please hit like and subscribe and if you're listening on audio please hit follow and leave us a review but better yet jump in the discord if you haven't yet we've got a lot of exciting things coming and, and a great community in there to talk super coach with and fantasy sport in general so jump in there if you haven't yet the link is in the description below um, very quickly, we will mention the Squeeze of the Week, sponsored by The Standard Squeeze. You can go to thestandardsqueeze.com and use the code INSIGHT15 to get yourself 15% off everything in store there. Uh, the Squeeze of the Week is the winner of the or the highest score in the Unlimited League, and that goes to Rodney for Round 5, coach of Rod's Rampers, with a 1385 last week. Very impressive score, Mick. That's massive. That's huge. I'm just checking now. I reckon that's only two points short of taking out the whole round. Could be. Could be a pretty pretty solid score. How did you go last yeah. week, Andrew? Did you obviously you would have done pretty well to stay up in that top seventy odd? Um, I thought I was going to drop last week. I'm just having a quick look. I can't remember exactly what I scored. <laughs> um, but I, I went up a couple of spots. Like I was 80th and I went to 72nd. But I was surprised I went up. There yeah. you go. I got 1109. Okay, nice. So uh, only 270 odd off the top top spot. Um, it just kind of puts in perspective how good that score is. 1385, doesn't it? That's uh, that's huge. So 
Well done to Rod uh, or Rodney. If you're if you're watching, mate, send us an email. Contact at insightfantasysports.com.au. We'll get your prize pack out to you, mate, ASAP. So congratulations. And it's worth mentioning we've got three people in the top ten in our unlimited league at the moment as well. We've got Scott in first, uh, coach of Runs, Runs, Runs. Jeremy in third. He's Tobes Troops and Aaron. Uh, coach of Gotta Hardy in eighth. So 21 in the top 100, three in the top 10, big horse. We're doing all right. Oh, it's fantastic, isn't it? We've got a, a really solid community uh, in the Discord as well who keep bouncing ideas off each other, and they're a wealth of knowledge, aren't they? Yeah, they are. Doing a really good job. The community team's firing at the moment, 150th, I think we are, as well. So very impressive from the community. They've done really well. Uh, yeah, the uh, the community team's currently sitting 67th overall. Oh, is it shit? There you go. Mm-hmm. And I'm the one that does the trades. So I don't pay enough attention. Um, uh, guys, drop some questions in. Obviously, we've got back-to-back champion Andrew Langley in the in the house tonight. So drop your questions in for him if you have any for the for the run home. You know, we've got three more rounds to go. We've got a very important round seven coming up with three teams on the double. Uh, obviously, this round is important as well, but, you know, maybe next round could set you up. So if you want to know anything from the back-to-back champ, now's your time. Um but what we probably should do is we should look back at around five. Let's do that. Now, game one, Sixers eight for 141. They lost to the Brisbane Heat four for 104 in the chase. Duckworth Lewis, a little bit of rain for the Sixers. It just seems to be following the Sixers around the country at the moment, this rain. Um, Paul Walter with a bit of last-minute heroics. Uh, Andrew, are you a Paul Walter owner? Yeah, I do have him. I've had him had him for a while i had him right at the start of the season then i think i traded him out in round two and had to get him yep. back in get him back in when he had that negative 50 odd break even i think it was a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah awesome um so you know obviously he finished things off for the heat there i think it was two fours back to back and and they ended up winning by i think it was what three or four runs at the end of the day so pretty pretty big from him um smart, yeah. Yeah, Perth in the second game got four for two eleven. Uh, they obviously beat Adelaide, bowling them out for one sixty nine on what would be considered a pretty flat wicket. We we were probably hoping for a little bit more from Adelaide, but in saying that, very popular captain Matt Short uh, delivered for owners there as as the captain there. He finished on what did he finish on one hundred and nine? One hundred and nine. Uh, and then yeah. he's also taken a wicket already tonight, so um, he's in a good spot for for captainers. But he's not really the talking point in this one. Laurie Evans, Mick. Uh, I know a few people that went and took a punt on him. 120 he finished up with. What, he had 80-odd off 29 balls or something crazy? It was ridiculous. I didn't actually see him that, but went back and watched the replay, and fuck me, he got every single one out of the middle, didn't he? Did you see it, Langers? It was just – it was unbelievable, wasn't it? Yeah, I I saw some bits and pieces of it. I was doing other stuff, but he hit – I don't know, was it 14 boundaries or something? About 70 runs of his runs were fours and sixes. (laughs) wild wild serious talent that guy and look at the price as well i think people got him in just because he was cheap was 66k i think he is so people thought oh he's on the double he's gonna bat five i'll just throw him in there and no one would have expected that from him but full credit to everybody who went that way because it, it worked out beautifully for them um and also you know we'll talk soon but lance morris 137 super coach points five wickets just tore the place up looked a million bucks didn't he mick oh it's as if cricket australia have just said to perth just just let him go, let him bowl, let's see what happens. And it, it's a bit, I guess, the same but different with Michael Nesser, except Lance Morris has been allow, allowed to bowl his overs. He's been bowling really sharply. He's been bowling well. Pfeiffer in this game, 137 points, bloody unbelievable. 
Yeah. You mentioned Michael Nisa, a bit of a sore point for a lot of people that probably mm-hmm. started with him, maybe got drawn into the trap of when Curran was out, they brought Nisa back in, or maybe that was just me, who knows. Um, but it seems like he has been capped, hasn't he, by Cricket Australia, potentially, only bowling like two overs a game, which is a bit disappointing. So um, he'll be a, convers- a point of conversation with the Brisbane's double coming up next round, I am I am sure. And Xavier Bartlett, we've got a few questions on him too. So we'll save them for a little bit later. Third game, your Renegades, Mick, they're four for 147, uh, and they were chased down by the Hurricanes, four for 148. Bit of a weird one, this one, Andrew. Like, uh, it, it looked like a pretty fucking tough wicket to bat on, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. The, all the batsmen were struggling. I think everyone was only going at a run of ball. Um, yeah. You know, many, it was only towards the end of the innings that people were able to open up a bit, but no, it looked real tough. Yeah, it did. Which is now, a surprise for the Docklands because normally, you know, normally you see some big hits there, but they were really struggling yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, a bit of a dust bowl um, over there at Marvel. Just not enough sun maybe letting in into the stadium. Who knows? Uh, outfield was slow as well, disappointingly. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But the Hurricanes got the chocolates there, and obviously Adelaide and Perth are playing currently, so we can... Move on from that, but the winners, we've mentioned Lance Morris, 137. He was a really nice pod if you were moving in a different direction from the Jai Richardson and the Andrew Ty brigade uh, that the majority of people were going with. Uh, Laurie Evans, 120. Uh, Perth players this week, Andrew, who did you go with? Uh, I'm sure you would have brought a few in this week. Um, yeah, so I already had Ty and Agar um, in my team and, and Connolly, yep. and I traded in... Um, Jai and Hardy, and then Whiteman as well, just because he was opening and he was so cheap. I bought him yeah. in. That didn't do well yeah. tonight, but that's all right. For his price, I'm happy with the round. And hey, yeah. perfect world. Maybe he becomes a bit of a loop option for you at wicket keeper and he drops back out of the team maybe at some point for the run home. You never know. Um, yeah. Matt Short, 109 as well. Paul Walter, 86, we mentioned. He did well. He's going to be a very popular option for next week as well mm-hmm. in Brisbane's double. Uh, Jack Edwards, though, Mick, he, he's been good. 77 again. He's he's still making cash. Uh, even with Tom Curran back in the team, we're a little bit concerned about Jack Edwards' role, but it's still pretty solid. Yeah, we that was a play that we picked up on early in the preseason leading into round one that we thought that you know, this may be one to watch, and sure enough, he's been ultra consistent and now will be priced at north of 150 going into next round. So it's a shit schedule for them. Elias, he'd be one that I'd be looking to get back in because I traded him out thinking that with Curran, Abbott, DeWarshus, Sock, all these kind of guys that his bowling would be limited, but he's been one of the mainstays of their bowling attack this year. And takes a, took the new ball as well, took the new pill. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that coming the other night, but um, yeah. owners would have been stoked with that. I think maybe the concern initially was um, Hayden Kerr returning to this team would That's have right. kind of capped him, but he's been nowhere to be seen. Do we know, Andrew, have you heard anything about Hayden Kerr and where he is or what's happening there? Uh, he, he was injured to start the year and he was coming yeah. back He's coming back from that. I don't know where he is. He, I don't know if he's recovered and he's available or whether he's still recovering. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Um, so the last, if he has recovered. Yeah, oh, 100%. Absolutely. Getting, yeah. I don't think he's – yeah, you're not going there now. Um, the last two winners, I guess we'll call it, would be Sam Haynes, 76. He was he was solid for the Canes, uh, got them home to their victory the other night uh, and also becomes a legitimate option next week if he holds his spot. Now that the question mark becomes, does he hold his spot when Matt Wade comes back into this team or do we see one of the more established batsmen drop out for Matt Wade? Um, you know, there's a lot of conversation going around with Caleb Jewell not being in the best form, potentially. Does Sam Hain retain his spot? Does Mac Wright stay in the team? 
Um, so there's a lot of moving pieces here. How do you see that playing out, Mick, to start? Mate, for me, there's one that's not been spoken about that's horrendously out of form with the bat, and that's Tim David. Like, I know he's this massively awesome T20 player and has been for years, but he's done fuck all this year. And when you look at the Hobart Hurricanes, Jules been good. McDermott's come into form now. Mac Wright, he's he scored 35 off 27 or something the other day. He's looked good with the bat. And then you've got Jordan and Chowdhury and these sorts of players. Even Sam Hayne the other night scoring an unbeaten 50. Tim David, for me, is the one that's probably a little bit worrisome, I guess, for them at the moment. And I guess also Chowdhury now becomes the question mark. Does does he drop out of this team? The, the Hobart Hurricanes are a very real chance of coming up onto two very flat pitches in their double next week. We won't talk about it too much until a little bit later, but they're going to be playing on two nice wickets. Does Chowdhury, the second spinner, be the one that falls out for Wade to come back in and they bolster their batting a little bit more? And I'd probably say maybe that's a chance of happening more than anything else, which is disappointing for those of us that have held Chowdhury for so long. But um, anyway, it is what it is. How about the losers, though? Darcy Short, he got seven in the first game. Uh, he's got another chance to redeem himself tonight. Did you, uh, Andrew, did you have Darcy Short in your team? No. No. Good little fade. Um, yeah, I was worried about him facing the Scorchers. I, he hasn't been in fantastic form leading into the tournament. So yep. I was hoping the Scorchers would get through him. Because yeah. last last round, he did score a 50, but he was fucking scratchy, wasn't he? It wasn't until he got yeah. to about 30, 35 that he started to accelerate. But at one stage there, he was 20, I think he was 24 off 29 balls. So, yeah, he, he has been a little bit out of form and just lucky to get the runs that he's been getting. Yeah, yep. when he dropped that catch last night, I had a little laugh to myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not going for him. No, it's not happening. Um, another guy that's gone a little bit cold is Colin Munro leading into his double. He only got eight this round. Uh, David Payne with 10 with a game to come, obviously bowling tonight. Quinton de Kock, who is incredibly disappointing in his yeah. stint. Yep, yeah. he's gone. Off he goes. He got 20. Um, Crawley 20 plus the nine, I think he got tonight. So pretty disappointing round for anybody who went with that direction. Mm-hmm. Chowdhury 22, Connolly 25, and Chris Jordan 26 are probably all considered a little bit disappointing or unders in comparison to what we wanted from them as well. So sure. uh, those are the losers. But, mate, you've got a fair bit to talk about here, Mick, in your, in your deep dive. So let's roll into that one, hey? Yes, Langers, this is what we call the deep dive. So strap yourself in, mate. We've got a little bit for you. Xavier Bartlett, as he approaches the 200K mark and potentially one of the big buying targets this week, has games against the Hurricanes and the Scorchers left. So they've got three games left next week being or next round being the double. Bartlett does average 63 against the, the Hurricanes, sorry, but only averages 35 against the Scorchers. So I'll ask you first, Langers. Four games against the Scorchers in his career and he's only scored 140 points all up. One, one of those scores being 74, and then the other three, he's averaging just a tick over 21. Does this sway your must-have status for him? Um, I, I, Firstly, I'll just say I, I don't believe in must-haves in Big Bash, just the nature of the could. volatile scoring. I think mm-hmm. anyone could. Bartlett is one that's on my shortlist for next round, but along with about five or six or seven players, and I've only got three trades. Um, 
when I looked at him at the start of the year, he had a really good year two years ago. And when you looked at it, it was when Brisbane were horrible. At, um, they were having batting collapses at the top. And he was coming in. He was getting a lot of points batting low in the order. And I thought, yeah, it's probably he's not as good as he seems, but he's proved me wrong. He's bowled well this year. But I've still got that in the back of my mind. I, sort of, He's not someone I think I have to have. I think he's one I can bet against if I can find a, a player with a similar role and on the double as well to take him on with, I'll do it. Well, let, let me throw this to you, my second point. Big tall Paul, Paul Walter, comes into this double averaging 64.5 super coach points, and this includes his game where he scored five. So if you take that five out, he's averaging north of 75 super coach points per game this season. With games against the Hurricanes and the Scorchers left, is he a trade target or better still a captaincy option leading into the double? I'll hit you with that one, Brainer. I am very seriously looking at him for the double. Um, I did have him to start the season. And uh, then I did, like, I think like Andrew, I traded him out um, when the time was right. And then I, I, did, I had the opportunity to get him back in, but I got Jamie Overton instead. I think it was a, a toss up between which, which POM, which all round POM do I want? And I went with Overton, um, which I'm not upset about. He's been good. But Paul Walter's role seems to be getting better and better and better, doesn't it, as the longer the BBL goes? It's it's kind of like they've finally realized the right way to use him. Um, I think they were working that out for the maybe the first two to three rounds, but he seems to have a really nice role now. So, I mean, is he a must-have? Oh, you're paying 200K. Uh, it's a lot of money for a guy who potentially could easily, you know, bowl one or two overs if it isn't working and is batting, what, six? So um, I'm, I'm looking at him for sure. He's definitely in consideration. But I'd like to hear from Andrew on tour, Paul. I think uh, yeah. he's got him at the moment. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I've got, got him in my side. Um, he, he's a bit like Baisley. I, I don't know but he seems to have – he's got the role. You probably want one or the other if, if you want a Brisbane player. I, I actually – like the idea of a couple of Brisbane players in my team next week because I missed some donuts on field in that final round and Brisbane are the team that are going to give them to us. So Yeah, um, that's right. That's right. I'm looking to have a couple in my team at least and then just hold them for the rest of the year. Yeah, nice. And lastly, Will Sutherland for me is a must trade out if you've still got him. The captaincy seems to be having a negative effect on him only averaging 27 in his last three games. If you have him, it's time to move him on. He's projected to lose almost 30K this round, which will bring him back to about 130K. Langers, do you have Sutherland still? No, I traded him two rounds ago. Um, I think Sutherland, look, even when he's in my team, my expectations with him, I think he's a vol- one of those really volatile players. He's going to put in a shocker and he's just as capable to come out the next round knock 30 runs off about 10 balls and take three wickets. It's just who he is. And you take the good with the bad in, in your team. The Renegades play quite late in rounds from memory. Um, so I would prefer it if they played early in the remaining games because it's the type of player you can loop off a bench. Um, yeah. But, no, I'd be inclined to move him on. Yeah. I Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I think maybe looking at my team, and obviously I've loaded up with five scorchers. I've also got three strikers. I'm going to look to move on Darcy Short next week. But the, when I look at my team, I'm kind of struggling to find players I want to move on. Um, so I'm going to have to take a punt, and, and he ends up being the one that's kind of at that cash value where you're going to have to probably use that cash now and move him on. 
um, to a, to a guy on a double this week. So I, I'm I tend to agree with you. I think he's I think he's uh, he's gone for me too. Unfortunately. Um, mate, that's that's the deep. I, I like the deep dive this week because Xavier Barlett's a very popular question. So um, it'll be very interesting to see how people feel about him in the comments. So let us know if you're planning on bringing in Bartlett this week. But let's uh, let's move into the game preview for the week and we'll look at the the week ahead. Richie. Every time. As always, the uh, game preview is brought to you by Bonus Bank. Now, uh, Bonus Bank is Australia's number one match betting site, and you can go to bonusbank.com.au, use the code INSIGHT to get 25% off your first month of their premium subscription, and you can start making some tax-free and risk-free money today. Now, let's talk doubles. Obviously, Perth come into the second week of a double, or second round of a double, I should say. So they've got a double next week as well. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people already have a lot of scorches, so we probably don't need to talk too much about priority trade-ins from from Perth. But the Heat and the Hurricanes come into the double this round, so plenty of talking points there. The one caution, I guess, could be that the Heat, like Andrew just mentioned, have the buy in round nine. So you want to make sure you're probably not overloading too much on on Brisbane Heat players this round. Otherwise, you're going to have to start to move them on pretty quickly. to avoid getting caught with too many DNPs in the final round, but it is important to have a couple so you can use your loops appropriately. Um, Renegades are on the buy as well. Uh, so this round coming, round seven. Um, so I'm going to hold Jake Fraser-McGurk, I think, as a bit of a loop option, but I'll, I'll move on the Chief. He's pretty much the last one that I have left. I tried to, I tried as hard as I could to get rid of my Renegades by like round four, but they just kept sticking around. I had other problems and other trade-outs, and uh, I think I had Joe Clark for a couple of weeks when I didn't want to have him. And um, yeah, that just goes to show what would potentially happen when you overload on too many players from the one team. How did you go getting your Renegades out, Andrew? Did you go heavy on Renegades to start the season? Um, yeah, I think I'm trying to remember. I had, I had, might have had five. Started with five. Because from memory, I think you faded the stars, didn't you? No, I had about five stars in my team. Oh, did you? Yeah, okay. Um, Yeah, so you're pushing my memory. I'm just going to go back and have a look at my my (laughs) team. Have a look at your trade history. (laughs) While you... um... While you do that, we'll, we'll move into the first game, the Saturday 7-15 game. Uh, we've got the Stars versus the Sixers at the MCG, and it is probably loop territory here. Uh, how, are you, how are you seeing this one, Mick? What's what's happening here? What are you looking at? What am I looking at is a – I can't believe I'm saying this – and the informed Stars facing the Sixers. Stoinis probably the perfect loop option if you still have him. No point in looping Maxwell, though, if you have Jack Edwards. He's a great loop, too. Both teams with singles for the run home make them an afterthought for this round. If you've got Maxwell Braino, are you playing him or are you basically looking to go doubles everywhere on field this next round? He's my only Stars player aside from Harper, who I'm I'm trying to forget is in my team at the moment. He's just sitting on my wicketkeeper bench. It's kind of like he's eliminated the wicketkeeper loop for me completely. Thanks, thanks Sam Harper. Shout out to him. Um, but I, I'm probably just going to take a free swing. Uh, I, there's every chance Glenn Maxwell just goes large, um, but he's the only player I could loop. I don't have any sixes either. So I might be just a free loop. I'll just have a crack at that, and then if it doesn't work out, on the single and by some miracle, Glenn Maxwell shits the bed. Probably won't happen, but it may. Uh, I can just bring in Cooper Connolly then off my bench. Um, so well, worse, worse things could happen. He's on a double. How about yourself, Andrew? Um, any yeah, loops I, I for think you? That, I think that's the play because Maxwell plays the first game before any of the other teams on the double play. 
it's, he's a safe option on the bench, see how he goes, and then work the trades out around it. I can get to yep. a full team of doubles, I think, with two trades, so I've got room nice. to move. So I'll either have to hunt a, a donut to get Maxi's score or or um, we'll bring in a, another double player to, yeah, to nice. see how he goes. Fair bit of flexibility, that's solid. What about yourself, Mick? Are you, do you have any loops? Who are you looking at looping here? No, pretty much the same. The only stars player I have left is Maxwell, but I have no sixes. So apart from that, at this stage, I'm going to have all bar one on field that are all on double. So we'll see how Maxi goes. And like Langley, if he absolutely goes berserk and scores me north of 120, 130, then I may have to trade myself in a donut to take his score. I, yeah, I'd take 50 as a loop. Over Cooper Connolly, that's that's essentially my my two um, my two options there. Just with Cooper Connolly's role, unfortunately, it just seems that batting at six, bowling one or two overs at the best. Um, yeah. You know, they're they're talking about bringing Hamish McKenzie in probably yeah. in in the game that they play against Sydney. So um, I'd say, so yeah, it's not looking too good. I'll ask you this then, and both you lads feel free to jump in and um, tell me what you think. But with Crawley, is he done now or is he? No, he's got his double next round. Am I correct? Yep. Yeah. And then he's yeah. done. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be Crawley and um, Whiteman opening the batting. Eskenazi, nowhere to be seen. Cooper Conley at six still. I'd say so. I'd say that's the case. Um, I mean, the reason for bringing Whiteman in, I think I saw Honeyball put something up. Shout out to Ben. Does a great job with all the news there. Um, said something along the lines of that they were, they were realising that obviously with their internationals leaving, uh, like Crawley, at the end of the series, they wanted guys like Whiteman and guys on the fringes to get a bit of game time in the lead up to that. Um, so y you never know. We might see Whiteman drop in and out of this team. We could see a couple of others maybe come in and out of this team. Um, to get a bit of experience before the internationals leave. So there could be a bit of question marks about Scorchers, which makes it a bit tough, doesn't it, for next round? Yeah, as Aaron Hardy goes out, 35 off 27 balls. Lloyd Is that a strike rate bonus? 129 strike rate. Ah, uh, okay. Five points. Five's better than zero. <laughs> um, hopefully he gets a bowl. Um, Bowls himself four bonus. overs and takes eight for ten. I'd love that. <laughs> That's about what I need to salvage my week at the moment, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, uh, let's move on to the next game then. We've got the Heat versus the Hurricanes now that obviously we've got two double game week teams coming up against each other. Andrew, I know you have some pretty strong thoughts about your double teams playing against each other. Um, did you want to kind of go into a bit more depth about that? Yeah, so I think next round I wrote it down somewhere. We've got three teams on the double. Um, Brisbane have got both the other teams that are on the double. So mm. both their games potentially could be loaded up with players. However, Brisbane have got both their games at home. The other two teams have got all their games away. They're traveling. Both their games yeah. away. So, so it's it's a really interesting one to try and weigh it up, um, how to how to mix up things. So um, I'm just trying to have a bit of a balance between the sides. I'm going to have a lot of scorches because I'll have them left. I've got six in my team at the moment. I might get rid of one and then five because um, part of my plans is to maybe upgrade my weakest link of doubles. Um, and then if I if I go for sort of a bit of an even balance between Hurricanes and Heat and just hope I choose the right ones. Yeah. And it's, it's going to depend mean, how much money I've got as well. You know, I'm still not, haven't got as much money as I would ideally like. 
Because yeah, I think from memory, I listened to a pod you did and you said you, you aim for about that 500k of gain in, in team value by, was it round five? Round five in the previous years. And this year I was hoping yep. to get quicker. And I think I was about 2.2 after four rounds. I was nowhere near it. So, okay. Um, it's catch been, it's been a bit tougher this year. I think with so many buys and washouts and things like that going on, yeah. it's, it's been a tough, tough year to do it. Yeah, it has been. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, the, the one thing that stands out for me, obviously the Gabba, the last game out at the Gabba, we thought that when it was underwater and the rain was around in Brisbane for however long, we thought, shit, there might be a bit in this wicket, there might be a bit of grass on it. And we came out to the flattest highway I think I've ever seen. Um, mm -hmm. So they, they did a great job to get that game up, but I was banking on bowlers doing the job at the Gabba and it went the opposite way. So um, if, we, if we expect the same there, and then we've obviously got the Scorchers playing at Sydney showground, which is a bit of a Bunsen burner. It's not a, not a great place to play cricket. Um, and then their second one at the Gabba. And then obviously you've got the hurricanes playing their second one at Adelaide oval, another really flat wicket. Um, could it be the week to potentially look at batsmen over bowlers or is, is that the way you'd look at it, Mick? I think so. Like we've seen the way the uh, Gabba plays and it's a batsman's paradise up there. So I'd be definitely looking at batsmen over bowlers there. Do you agree, Andrew? Yeah, and just something that's a bit of a quirk to this season. Um, I sort of watched the Supercoach scores over the years, and about 60% of the points usually go to the fielders. This yep. year, it's only about 55% of the points. Okay. So batsmen are taking a slight bigger chunk. So that kind of makes me think maybe the batters aren't, aren't as bad. But the issue when you go with a bat player, they can get a corker first ball. <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. yep. and it's all gone. That's at least the bowler gets a second chance after he bowls. Yeah, they get twenty four cracks at it. Hopefully, most of the time. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Now that's a good point. Now the the Monday night game seven fifteen. We've got the Thunder versus Scorchers. We mentioned that's at Sydney Showground. Um, I am Sydney. I am from Sydney, so I'm allowed to throw a little bit of shade. Um, now the the Sydney Showground only averages two hundred and seventy four points a game in the the last couple of seasons, um, and we've only had one score above one hundred and fifty one. Um, in the last two seasons of the BBL. So that kind of tells me that the Sydney showground isn't exactly a, a great place to bat, probably favouring bowlers a little bit more than batsmen in this one. It's it's just a, a hard one, isn't it? Because, you know, based on this matchup, I'd love to captain someone like a Jai Richardson or an Andrew Ty or, you know, someone that we know the Thunder haven't been great. The Scorchers are the best bowling attack in the comp. It makes sense to go that way, but then they have to go and play at the Gabba against the Heat. So it's it's a bit of a... On a road. Yeah. yeah, it's a bit of a way up as to which direction you go with that. Um, if you still have Daniel Sams, maybe he could even be a play on this wicket. Um, uh, it's a bit late to loop, but Daniel Sams could actually be a really nice play on a single here. We've seen what he's done on a single in previous rounds. What are your thoughts, uh, Andrew? Are you a Daniel Sams holder? Did you or did you move him on for cash at the moment? No, no, I'm not a holder. I moved him on this round, but yep. my plan when I moved him on was to get him back next round. So depending okay. on how Maxwell goes. He could be yeah. the loop for Maxwell. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Tuesday, 7.40. Uh, we've got the Strikers and the Hurricanes at Adelaide Oval. Could be a flat one. Uh, short square boundaries at Adelaide, as we're seeing probably right now, if anybody's watching two games or watching the game in the pot at once. Um, now, Strikers are on the single from here. And there was a question. I might quickly go th go to it now before we uh, – where is it? Um uh, I'm going to try and find it. Uh, actually, it was a question that I saw that I didn't write down, but it was about the strikers and which ones we hold. Um, for me, 
Matt Short and Overton are probably the ones that come into the conversation. Do, do we hold, obviously we hold Matt Short. That's a no brainer, but are we still holding mm-hmm. Jamie Overton as well, Andrew? Are you an owner first of all, and are you holding him? Yeah, I've got them both. Um, ideally, I would like both of them in my team for round eight when, yep. when there's no doubles. Um, but once again, it's going to come down. I might need some money and have to do something yeah. next round that I wasn't planning. And it might mean moving <laughs> on a match short or something for one round and then work out how I can do it in a way to get him back. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that is a good point. Look, you've got to be flexible and fluid with your trades, don't you? You know, like you've obviously got some clear targets about who you want. And if you need to use cash, you made a good point. No one's a must-have. And if you need to move on Glenn Maxwell or you need to move on a Daniel Sams or someone that where the cash is there to get you a, a good double round da- game round player, it is the right play. Mm-hmm. Um Last game of the round, boys. Wednesday, 7.40. We've got the Heat and the Scorchers at the Gabba. This should be a great game. Obviously, the Heat are playing some really good cricket at the moment, and the Scorchers, one of the better teams in the competition. So, should favour the batsmen, maybe, at the Gabba. But again, I mean, we think about the Gabba historically, and it's always been a really nice, bouncy wicket. So, we, we could see a pretty even match, bat and ball. Um, mm-hmm. When we're looking at the stats, I think, for the showground, it was very kind of bowler-heavy. But the bats, uh, the... Uh, where, where are we? In the last two seasons of the BBL, um, the lowest score at the Gabba has been 111, but then the next lowest has been 150. So basically anything above 150 we can expect for the batsmen. Most of the time, the average is around that 170 to 180 for the teams mm-hmm. batting first at the Gabba. So it's a pretty good, nice batting wicket. Um, so we'll, we'll probably be talking about a fair few of these guys uh, very I, soon. And Sorry, Mick. I envision this being the grand final replay. These are probably the two best teams in the comp. Funny, isn't it? Mm. We were um, definitely we were talking about the Renegades at the start of the season being a team that we really liked, and I'm sure maybe Andrew's nodding. He maybe agreed with us. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm a Renegades man, so I'm a bit of bias there. But no, I was feeling <laughs> confident at the start of the year. As you know, I'm confident at last. <laughs> Josh Inglis has just gone out. Oh, 39 off 25 strike rate, 156. Okay, cool. handy then. He's just clicked yeah. over the hundred live when I'm looking at the app, so um, yeah, pretty solid for him. Six, oh, actually, that should be more. Yeah, yep. perfect. So 119. It's just clicked over for English. So that's not too bad. That's probably what you'd be happy with with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure we've got plenty of questions and a lot of trade talk. So let's uh, let's move over to the trade target, shall we? Targets acquired. Now, as always, Trade Talk is brought to you by Ryan from Astute Newstead. And with interest rates booming across the country, I'm sure that you've wondered whether your rates are too high or whether you can afford your dream home at all. And you don't have to wonder anymore. You can contact Ryan, who offers confidential lending assistance with absolutely no obligations attached. You can contact him on Instagram, Ryan Astute Newstead, or send him an email, ryanh at eganwealth.com. And just mention us. Mention the boys at Insight for a free consult. Now, um, we spoke about it a little bit earlier. Do you prioritize Heat players over Hurricanes based on form and the fact that they're at home for both of their games, like Andrew mentioned? Uh, or do we look at the the two nice wickets that the Hurricanes are going to be playing on and the fact that they don't have another buy, but the Brisbane Heat do? Which way are we leaning, Mick? You first. Which way are you leaning? Uh, a little from column A and a little from column B. I'm going to sit on the fence with this one. I'm looking to bring in Paul Walter. He will be almost 200K, I believe, but yep. he's someone that I think is a definite that I need to get mm-hmm. in. But I like the fact that we don't have to worry about buys with Hurricanes players either. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned already, Andrew, you're trying to kind of be a relatively even split for next week. 
Yeah, so I've currently got two Hurricanes in my team, McDermott and Ellis, and I've got Walter from Brisbane. So I I may look for an extra Brisbane over Hurricanes. I'm actually, I like that they've got the bye in the last round, mm-hmm. the Heat. Yep. And that, that attracts me to wanting Heat in my team for that last round. So For that loop option. Um, yep. That might be where I differ from where other people are avoiding them for that reason. And I'm actually That's a good point. that last round thing. You know, two donuts would be quite handy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very good way of thinking. Um, so you mentioned Paul Walter already, Mick. He, he's going to be 200K. He's 47% owned in the top 1% of teams at the moment. I would imagine that goes upwards of 80% from from next yeah. week. Um, the the interesting one, I mean, if you're looking at a Brisbane bat, it's, it's kind of Colin Munro versus Nathan McSweeney, really. Um, you know, maybe it might be good to prioritize a top order bat playing twice at the Gabba at the home ground. Good wicket. Uh, pick one, Mick. Munro or McSweeney? My favourite batter to watch in the BBL is Nathan McSweeney. He is so fluid. That man will play test cricket for Australia one day. Yeah, does it so easy. He just looks like he's got so much time on his hands, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, I won't throw that one at you, Andrew, but I'll throw this one at you. We've got Michael Nisa versus Xavier Bartlett. Obviously, a little bit of an easier answer, but you, you kind of had your hesitations around Bartlett as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I, I would lean towards Nisa. Yeah, he's just the qualities there. Um, yeah, pedigree, isn't it? But, but it's one of these classic fifty-fifty calls. Yeah. It's easy to go the wrong way, but I just—he's a proven, proven gun, and it looks like he's starting to get a couple more overs. So maybe yep. he's being freed up. Let the shackles off, Cricket Australia. If you're, I'm sure they're watching. Let the let the shackles off Michael Nisa for us for his double. Um, Spencer Johnson is another one, Mick, that I would love to talk about. 110k he'll be from next week. He didn't obviously have the game we expected of him this time around, mm-hmm. but he's going to be cheap. He's playing at the Gabba. There's going to be good bounce on the wicket. What are your thoughts on Spencer Johnson for next week? Does he play both? Yes, I think he plays both. No, I'm not looking at him. No. Yeah, fair enough. Um, all right, Hurricanes options. Let's move on to them then, because there's a few of them, right? They're playing on two good batting decks. Um, yeah, in, in terms of I- interesting statistics, we have the Hurricanes averaging only four wickets per game this year with the ball in their hands, uh, and, the, uh, and the Brisbane Heat are averaging double that. So they're taking a lot more wickets. Uh, so I'm not looking at any bowlers from the Hurricanes personally. Uh, I'm, I didn't go early on Nathan Ellis, and that's kind of thrown me off a little bit. He does have a really nice role, though. So maybe I'll throw over to you, Andrew. What enticed you to get Nathan Ellis early at, a, at around that, what, 120K mark? Yeah, I got him last round because he was um, he was relatively good price, and, and this is how I make my decisions sometimes. I knew I needed to start getting looking at Hurricanes or Heat in my team, and um, the Hurricanes were batting for... We're bowling first that week I bought him in and I thought, gotcha. right, I'm going to go early on him and see if we can get the cheap death over wickets. It didn't pan yeah. out that way, but yeah. that was the thinking at the time. Yeah, it makes sense. And and Mick, you're a, a Chris Jordan early trade in a um, Same price, death overs, fields in good spots. Um, yep. Do you still feel as confident coming into the double as you did when you bought him? No, but I'm stuck <laughs> with him now. Um <laughs> Yeah, I don't mind his role, I think, with him bowling death, but that stat that you brought up with the Hurricanes only averaging four wickets a game, that hurts. But I think with the roads that they're going to be playing on, uh, with him bowling at the back end, he's not going to get economy rates, but wickets-wise, I think he's a real good chance. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Look, he, he was definitely on my list of people I was looking at this round. Um, I'm, I might lean in a different direction now. But um, but people have Ben McDermott, uh, I would assume. Um, he, he seems like a bit of a no-brainer at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Nikhil Chowdhury, though, if you don't have him, I, I might maybe steer in a different direction now. The, the good thing is we probably can have a look um, and see whether Matt Wade is named and, and what that team looks like before we have to make the decision on which of these players we're getting in. They play the second game. So you, you do have time to, to have a look there and flip to another player if you've got the cash in the bank, hopefully. So have that little plan B there on Chowdhury if he's a, a target for you. Uh, there has been question marks around Matt Wade's fitness, which just makes things so much harder to predict for next round. So I think I'm just going to sit on my hands and wait until that game starts before I make too many decisions about my Hurricane players. Are you the same, Andrew? Yeah, they're, they're a hard team to watch because it seems they any, any one of them can can go off those batters. You know, mm-hmm. we're saying Tim David's out of form. He could, if he suddenly moves up the order to four oh. or something in a game, he, yeah. you know, he'd come out and score 50 in no time. Yeah, And he's a opening over merchant, isn't he? Just loves bowling the first over. Wicket maiden the other yeah. night. Um, so... Yeah, you'd love, to, you'd love to see that. That would be nice if he got some more overs, but uh, probably won't happen with Chowdhury and Dooley in the team at the Hurricanes. Yeah. But um, yeah, definitely a nice option with the bat in hand if he gets up the order. Um, speaking of Paddy Dooley, he's very discounted right now. He's, I think, about 70K down on his starting price. Is he someone that you're considering, Mick, moving into the double? No, no. Not with uh, the lack of wickets that Hobart have been taking. Yeah, the economy rates are potential there, but... You you got to remember that he's they're playing on roads, so it's not going to take much for batters to be able to get him away. Tell you what, if they play on the wicket they played on last night every every week, he'd be a lock, wouldn't he? Straight he just in, impossible yeah. to hit. Um, which yeah. would be nice. Is he someone you've had a look at at all, Andrew Paddy Dooley, coming off such a good season from last year? Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't at the start of the year because he was just too expensive. I thought for yeah. what he could do, but I'm sort of. I'm keeping one eye open at the moment because he's come down so much in price. He could be a nice little pod because I imagine people won't be looking at him. Yep. Yeah, that's a nice play. Sam Hayne is also someone I'm potentially looking at if he holds his spot. He's 70K. So if I need cash and I need a double player, he he could be a good option. He could be that kind of guy on the flat wicket that gets him away. Uh, Ricky Ponting really liked him in the preseason and had some good words to say. So I I don't know whether his his spot in the side, sorry, is a little bit more cemented maybe than someone else. But I'm potentially tossing up between maybe him or a Caleb Jewell or someone like that. Just take a bit of a punt on on a Hurricanes batsman on a nice wicket. So, um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be very interesting to see. But those, those are probably the players I'm looking at. Um, you mentioned your, your early trade thoughts already, Mick. But before we move into captains and answer some questions, did you want to cover yours your thoughts again? Yeah, of course, mate. So mm-hmm. I already have Chowdhury, McDermott and Jordan. So that may do me for Hobart players. Sutherland and Darcy Short are definitely on the move out of the horses for courses this week. I'm looking at bringing in Walter and potentially captaining him this week, just given his role and how nice he's been this year. Mm-hmm. I'm going to see what happens with Cooper Conley tonight and how he goes because I really don't like his role at the moment. So he may be one of the scorches on the move, given that I have six already. But if he does all right, then it may be Crawley that's on the move because I've got him as well. Yep. Yeah, okay. Some good thoughts there. Um, I'll quickly go and then I'll throw to you, Andrew. You don't have to give too much away, but give us a bit of a guide on what, which way you're going. Um, I, I've already got Chowdhury, I've got McDermott, and I've got Swepson that I've held re- kind of reluctantly. Uh, I wanted to kind of cash him in, but I just haven't had the chance to do it. 
then I've got five scorchers as well. Uh, at this stage, I've got a couple of options, but I'm probably looking at Paul Walter like yourself, Mick. Uh, Chris Jordan is an option as well, but maybe I'm starting to lean towards maybe a, a Brisbane player so that I've got a couple of options, like Andrew said, for round nine DNPs. Um, Caleb Jewell, Matt Wade, if he's fit, and I know he's going to play the double, I might take a punt on him. I'm just not sure whether he does play both games just due to the fact of what's been going on with his back. Um, but I agree with you, Darcy Short comes out for me. Daniel Sams probably comes out and then pretty much comes straight back in uh, the week after that. I'll probably just use his cash, and then Will Sutherland will be another one that I'll probably move on as well. Uh, what, what are you thinking at the moment, Andrew? Early thoughts for round seven? Um, early thoughts. The one I can't get out of my team quick enough is Baisley. He'll be gone. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll worry about the rest from there. I The, the players I'm looking at, I, I want a Brisbane bat. With there too. Yep. So I've been a bit of a McSweeney fan. So yep. there's every chance Jump on the train. come in. But, you know, I might want to – It'll. I'll look at the percentages, what others are doing. You know, I, I want to try and move. I'll take risks. So John O'Brown's one that no one mentions that, um, you know, big boy opening the bat there. Who knows? He could go stupid in those two games and, and take the risk. But um, I don't know. Yep. We'll see. Yeah, I like um, it. That's actually and, and I, so I like the Josh Brown call. Here. Yeah, and and uh, Nisa's one. He's an obvious one to look at. Um, I'm quite keen in getting Sam's in if Maxwell lets me down. So I'm sort of yep. going to look at how I can leave a bit of room as a backup rather than have a double game backup. I might look for the Sam's on a single because he'll be handy to have leading into the next mm-hmm. round. Yeah, um, and that's yeah, that's sort of where I'm thinking at the moment, but ask me yeah, to, nice. tomorrow, it'll change again. <laughs> Not Nick Maddinson is the captain. Is he locked and loaded to start the, se- start the oh, round? I've got a bit of a joke going with a mate. So if anyone is watching my team, I'll see at the start of every round, I've got Nick Maddinson in as the captain. Um, <laughs> just, to, just to wind him up because he's always checking my team. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. Um, let's, uh, let's quickly touch on captains because it's a pretty tricky decision this round. It's question time. Let's answer your Are you ready, kids? Aye, aye, Captain! Don't mind me. Can't click the right button. Um, now, Jai Richardson would have been an obvious option, but he's a bit of a rotation risk, isn't he? I think there was some news coming out from, uh, from Honeyball that they were talking about playing Hamish McKenzie, which means one of these quicks are going to get a rest, Mick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, who's it going to be? I'll tell you who it it's won't sort be. Of- yeah, Andrew it Ty. won't be Andrew Ty. No. So if mm. you've got him, lock him in. I think they rest Lance Morris. That's my gut feeling. With the Cricket Australia just... thing going on, he's been yeah. bowling so well. You know what? There's a chance that they're going to rest Mitchell Stark in one of these tests against the West Indies. Does he come in then? So that's my thought process anyway. What do you reckon, Langers? Yeah, I'm worried about the – I was worried about the Scorchers bowlers coming into this round – I figured think one of they're going to get a rest, <laughs> but who knows? We'll get to the end of the four games and all of them play all four. But um, you know, it was pointed out to me from someone I know that would have it mattered. Why didn't you bring them in if they miss one game? Three three scores from those scorchers players still going to get you a good score. So why are you worried about it? Which is mm-hmm. fair enough. Um, yeah. So kind of if you're talking captains, if you're looking at the scorchers, it's kind of. Hardy's the obvious play, I think. Just he's most likely to play both games. Yep, yep, yeah. That's yep. that's fair enough. 
Uh, I'll tell you who I won't be captaining, Crawley, after he's let me down. You know, actually, no. Just for anybody watching, Crawley will go ballistic next round because there's every chance I probably will just trade the bloke out out of pure frustration. Um, but you mentioned Tall Paul as your skipper. I'm probably leaning that way as well just due to the role that he's got, Mick. You're pretty happy with that? Yep, 100%. Bowls his four uh, overs, bats at six or seven. Yeah, love it. Or can you just take a punt on two good wickets and go Ben McDermott? If you want to get really spicy, you just throw the captaincy on Ben McDermott. If Matt Wade doesn't play and he's got the gloves um, in game one, that might be a might be a play as well. Uh, there's a few different ways you can go with it, but you're, you're probably looking at the double game round players. It, it doesn't make sense to go away from that. You're looking at a Hobart, uh, a Perth, or a uh, Brisbane Heat player as your captain, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's tackle a few of these questions then. Uh, there are a few coming through, which is great. Guys, keep them coming through if you if you missed them. Now, we've got a few from the Discord to start. GJM wants to rank the all-rounders from the Hurricanes. I'm assuming he's picking one out of uh, Anderson, Tim Date. If he's called Tim David an all-rounder, he'll be stoked with that. Uh, Chowdhury and Chris Jordan. Andrew, what are your thoughts on, on those four? Who's the best option maybe out of Anderson, David, Chowdhury, Jordan? Jordan. I had to pick one. Yeah. yeah so, uh, so none getting, by your reaction. Getting, getting, <laughs> yeah, oh, they're tough, but I just think Jordan's usually he seems to be getting some key overs there at the end of the innings, and that's where the bonus points are. Would you tend to you know, agree, Mick? Yeah. Do you know who else is an all-rounder? Nathan Brain. I saw on a, on Australia A scorecard that you're batting number ten, <laughs> and uh, you scored fifty-eight not out. Is that right? And almost top scored. Yeah, um, played with Sam Whiteman in that game, actually. Glenn Maxwell was yep. on the team list in that one as well. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, what what the scorecard doesn't tell you is that I hit 40 of my 54 not out behind the wicket on the offside, <laughs> nicking them through gully and slips <laughs> and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, <laughs> um, but I don't tell anyone that. I just had got 54 not out against South, Af- South Africa, right? So uh, that, that's the claim to fame. <laughs> Um, but I agree on the Jordan shout. I, I think yep. the one thing we don't think about with Chris Jordan is the fact that he fields in really prominent positions on the field. He's always at deep long on. He's always at deep mid-wicket. Um, so he's in the game at the death as well with the ball and also in the field. So that, that's one thing you can probably take into consideration there as well. And that's why I was looking at him potentially too. Um, we've kind of answered virtual realities or question already. Is Bartlett a trap? Um, tra- I mean, trap's a bit of a tough word, but... 200k is very expensive for what from what you're going to get. Um, are you going to get any better than what he's already delivered, Mick, this season? Because no. he's been awesome. You can't really awesome, improve on that. No, you can't. No. And, and Andrew's already kind of given his are, thoughts on Bartlett yeah, as well. The Scorchers are the team that he struggles against the most. You take out his 74, but yeah, he averages, what, 22 against the Scorchers? So, yeah. Yep. No go. Um, it, it comes down to, to that balance. Oh, sorry. sorry. It comes down to that no, balance. Um, whoever you trading out is going to give you so much money and who you want in and then that you might have to compromise a trade out or a trade in as a result and sure. it's a lot of money so unless yep. you've got a really good team value wise you might have to make that call yeah that is that is a good point um asgard wants to know is sutherland worth keeping or not um he wants to know who to trade him in for that's a pretty tough question for us to answer without seeing your team mate but um is sutherland worth keeping you you already mentioned that he's straight out of your team mick You've already traded him out a couple of rounds ago, Andrew. I'm looking at getting him out too. So hopefully that answers your question. Um, you could you could now, pretty much go sideways Sutherland to Jordan. They'll be similar money. Yeah. Yeah. And that probably makes the most sense at this point in time unless you needed a bit of extra cash. 
So um, we've got the, I love the Discord names, by the way. It's always fun reading these out. Legend Killer has, has come in and asked us. Uh, he wants to get rid of Harper. He's, he's desperate to get rid of Sam Harper, and he will do it this round. He doesn't care. But he, he wants to know whether he gets Laurie Evans in or whether he gets Sam Whiteman. Uh, what are your thoughts, Andrew? Um, keep Harper. I've got him. I, I, he's not worth the trade. Just stick him on your bench and yep. just let him sit there and rot away. He's not going to get you anything special. Use mm-hmm. use the players. We've got three rounds left. We've got, what, depending whether we've got boots left, nine to 11 trades to get our on-field yep. teams right. I think we just forget about Harper. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh, what I've tried to do since I think round three. Just block him out of my subconscious. Um, but uh, Bray wants to know when are the test players available for the upcoming games? And we've just had news. Steve Smith will be playing round eight against the Thunder. So he will be. I-, I would assume then if he's available, then the majority of the guys might be available round eight, uh, meaning potentially Usman, Manus come back in for the Brisbane Heat maybe that round two? Potentially, yeah. And then will you see Travis Head with Adelaide maybe? Who knows? Just depends on workload, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Um, what are your thoughts, Andrew? Reckon any we see any test players? I just don't know. Like you said, it's on workloads. It's not like Travis Head's played a lot of cricket recently. Yeah. I I can't imagine them him playing, but you you never know. <laughs> He's um drank nearly as many beers the night after they won the World Cup as he had played matches in the last year. I reckon so. He's he's probably still recovering <laughs> from that. It's still blind. Uh, yeah, he had good fun, didn't he? It was good to see. Uh, Hecker wants to know, looking at the pitches, what Canes and Heat to target? Um, we've kind of gone through that already, so we can move on from that. Uh, and we already answered Dunny's question on, do I move my strikers on or do I want to keep Matt Short and Overton on singles? And I think you definitely keep them on the single. Um, we've got a few questions coming in live. We've got about five minutes, so we'll, we'll cover some of them now. And we've got the first one coming up. Uh, that's not a question. Here we go. Is is Steve Smith a good pod for the single round in round eight? Corey Blackledge wants to know. Mick, what about you, you go first? Um, I'm a little bit tainted by this question. How many teams are on the double in round eight? Zero. Um, um what's his price? If you got the if you got the money, maybe. But I'm be not the breaking the bank to get him in. Pod. Yeah. Yeah. He'd he, be straight I'll in, straight out. His, quickly get his price up if I can find it. Um, You've also got to remember that there's potential that David Warner and Pat Cummins are available for the Thunder as well. David Warner should be available round eight and nine because he's obviously mm-hmm. not playing in that test series against the West Indies. So he should finish up for the Thunder in the final two rounds. So that'll be an interesting double game around David Warner round nine, won't it? Um, mm-hmm. Should have kept that one to myself. Tell everybody all my uh, secrets. Yeah. And Warner's not very expensive either. So he is 125. Uh, about 125, so. yeah. Yeah, you come in at like I, um, import price. I was talking before about bringing a donut in next round if I needed one. It's Warner that could be was the one. I was thinking. Mm. Yeah, nice. Uh, Steve Smith is $275,000. So very expensive, but if he goes and does what he did last year, he could do some pretty good things for you, couldn't he? Mm-hmm. He um, sunk my season last year, not getting him. So, uh, yeah. That I was didn't tough. have him last year. Didn't matter. Still one. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You made me feel so much better with that. Appreciate that. Um, what else have we got here? Which four to pick out of Jordan, Ellis, McSweeney, Munro, Meredith, Walter, Anderson, Bartlett? Jesus. Uh, Fuck. Probably can't um, really answer this in too much time, but hop in the Discord and ask us that one. Um, probably yep. give you a better answer unless you've got one quick, Mick. Jordan, McSweeney, 
Munro on the road and Walter. Cool. Good answer. Uh, Braden's uh, first time doing BBL. Good on you for getting involved, mate. Uh, is nothing a strategy used in BBL like it is NRL? First time doing BBL, so unsure if I should nuff to maximize funds for the run home. What are your thoughts on this one, Andrew? Is it is it worth nothing now? Um, I, I think they're handy now. We're getting towards the yep. end of the season, so I think those last two rounds, the second last round, definitely. There's no one on a buy. Yep. There's no one on a double. Looping's probably going to be more important than any other round. Yep. Um, and but therefore that sort of effect. I was saying Brisbane before are handy to have because they've you can loop them in the last round. But if you've got too many nuffies in your team, you can't do that. So you just got to yeah. balance it up with your team how it looks. Maybe one nuff in round eight, just so you've got one loop option potentially. And then if you've got two Brisbane Heat players for round nine, there you've got three players. You can get away with it. Maybe. You sort of. Um, yep. Yeah. So that and that answers Corey's question about the right way to approach the loop for round eight. Bring in maybe enough for next week. Um, G Money wants to know anyone else. Did, did anyone else take a punt on Crawley as captain? No, just me. Oof. Uh, that hurts. That's yeah. That's and that's tough. top one K. He was. That's dear. Yeah, boy. that's rough. I'm feeling you, brother. Feeling you. Tough. Tough. Um, we've got a few updates of scores in the in the chat here, which is good. Um, here we go. So we've got Plowboy giving us a, a few stats in the chat here we might bring up. The winner of last two BBLs and last IPL says not to choose a player playing against another. Oh, so we're talking about players playing against each other. And apparently it didn't work out this round. Um, apparently we've got what players playing against each other, Morris, Evans, Short, Thornton, Inglis. Um, would you say it's an outlier maybe that the formula that you've oh. used there? Didn't work this round. Look, the round's not over, and I think some people misunderstand what I'm saying in some ways. Yep. You know, Scorchers are a good team, and there's no reason not to have a lot of them, and they're playing the strikers. But when you're planning the season and you're planning out your rounds, and you can see that you can have, say, 15 double round players over these four rounds, and in one of those rounds, the two teams are playing each other, well, yep. maybe go a few less that round to have more the other rounds. It doesn't mean it's a bad thing. We're not at the end of this round, but but look. I'll tell you what, what, the first game the Scorchers played, who were the ties two scorers in that game? No, oh, Matty Short was one, but um, I'm trying to think. I haven't got to think, but they weren't highly owned players. So even people probably had 10 or 11 players playing in that game, I bet you a lot of them didn't have Laurie Evans. Yep. <laughs> Lance so Morris was also missing. very pottish, yeah. wasn't he? So yeah. You're still missing when you've, when you've got a heap. And the way I see it, the more you've got your you're unlikely to average as highly if you try and pick the eyes out of it and get a couple of the guns. Yeah, that's right. That's a good point. Um, guys, we'll come to the end of the questions and that, that basically wraps up the episode. We've covered all round seven for you and, and we've got to thank you, Andrew, for hopping on. We know you're a busy man. You're on the double game round yourself tonight. You've got another podcast coming up just after <laughs> this one. So um, we'll yeah. get let you get a little breather in before your next one, mate. But no, we appreciate your time. Thanks for hopping on with us. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been fun. Good stuff. And and Big Horse, any final words before we wrap up, mate? No, just for those of you that haven't already, down below in our description, there'll be our Discord link. Jump in, click it, click BBL. You'll have myself and Braino there answering questions almost all day, every day. We're there to help the community out. We've got our community team that's sitting 64th overall at the moment. Hopefully another little climb. We're looking pretty good this round again. So who knows, maybe top 50 by the end of this round. Yeah, fingers crossed. That'd be good to see. 
Um, guys, thanks for watching. Hit subscribe and like if you haven't. If you're listening on audio, hit follow, review. We will be back next. We've got a five-day round next, so we get a little bit of a breather. Uh, so we'll see you next Wednesday night to talk all things round eight. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See ya.